All righty, welcome to episode 19. Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. The one and only Brian Boucher. Boosh is going to join us in just a moment in the NHL on ESPN, former NHL Hockey League goaltender as well. Tons to talk about. Let me tell you, before we get to Boosh, about the all-new Bet Parks app. It's beautiful, great. Flyers didn't get the uh, Broad Street boost last night. It's up to plus 350 on the money line. Didn't happen in Boston. Sorry, I kind of liked it too and had a gut feeling, but my gut was wrong. Uh, but anyway, get on the Bet Parks app. You got a slew of football action, college and pro this weekend. Hoops, college and pro. You got hockey. You've got the final Formula One race of the season in Abu Dhabi. You've got international soccer. You can bet on all of it. Same game parlays, live in-game betting, props, player performances. It's all there for you, easy to use and faster to win than ever before. And right now, all Bet Parks users can use the promo code Jason, J-A-S-O-N-750. And that'll get you a risk-free bet up to $750. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, that's for new and existing users. So download the Bet Parks app today. You need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, Conquerville Subaru. Well, I've been with Conquerville for years. Since 1989, I bought my first car there and bought many since. Why? Well, because they've always treated me well. It's trust. Conquerville cares. It's not a saying. It's a fact, and they continue to do great work in the community as well. Right now, it's underway. The Conquerville uh, Subaru, the first Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Year winner back in 2015, and the Subaru Share the Love event is underway as well. It goes through January 3rd, and Subaru will donate $250 for every new car sold to one of five charities, either the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, Nation's Parks, and Conquerville Subaru's hometown charity, Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. And you get to pick. Uh, it's a great time to visit the beautiful showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills and uh, for the holiday season, of course. And you can check out the certified pre-owned inventory, a list of incoming Subaru vehicles, great service department with a free car wash with every visit. So visit ConquerVilleSubaru.com and check out the showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Concordville cares. Let's get to him right now from the NHL on ESPN. He's been one of the viral moments of the NHL season already with his interview of Torts on the Bench. It is Brian Boucher. Boucher, what's going on? Uh, not much. Yeah, that was uh, that was a heck of a moment, wasn't it? I was, uh, yeah, I was. I, I kind of was like dreading the interview too. Like I knew that they just got scored against and they weren't playing great. And I said to our producers, like, "Hey, we still, we still going to do this interview?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And that's what we get. So <laughs> your producer point. knows torts and knows that you could get a you could get a really good viral moment, and that's like paid advertising right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll- we suck. <laughs> we suck and we're not forechecking. What do you want them to do? Forecheck. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the funny thing, like on I'm on YouTube and I, if I type in torts, there's all these different YouTube posts about that interview. I mean, 111,000 downloads. Like you're viral, dude. Yeah. Made it. I finally made it big time. Yeah. Right, before, Twi- right before Twitter shuts down too, right? Yeah. You're like the last hurrah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, the hair looks good. How's the yeah. hair holding up? Mine? Just got yeah. Just got a haircut yesterday. And the fur neck going there for that game on Tuesday in Columbus. Uh, yeah, so I got trimmed up yesterday. Thanks, man. Do, do, uh, do you get more haircuts now that you're on TV, on national television? <laughs> I try to, yeah, I try to make sure that I get them done, uh, what, every two and a half weeks or so. Wow. Sometimes it's hard. You know, I'm not a very good uh, plan a header. I don't even know Mm -hmm. that's a word, you know? So sometimes I, it doesn't work out. I was, I was, I was long on the neck there uh, for that last game on Tuesday, but now I look sharp for Thanksgiving. 
Yeah, you're nice and quaffed for the Stick to Hockey Live show, which is great. Um, yeah. I used, I miss getting my hair cut. Like, I used to love that when I had hair. You know, the chick running her fingers through your hair after washing it, the whole thing. I haven't had a haircut in, like, Oh, you, 30, you, go to some, you go to salons then. You would go to salons. I wouldn't go to a salon, but I went to abroad. Like she, it was a haircut play. It wasn't like you know, like I'm going to, you know, get a a, a pedicure, or manicure, and all that bullshit. Yeah, no, but I, now, I admit, yeah, I thought you'd be more of a bar. I'm a barber guy, you know. Your barbershop guy. Yeah. Good, good conversation in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Always. My bar, my barber this time was talking about he went on a retreat, and you know, yeah, you know, it was pretty. He got pretty deep. He opened up a little bit. It's pretty. Uh, I'm not gonna share it on. Your podcast, but yeah, it was good. It's good, guy. Yeah, write, write a blog yeah. post about it. That'll be interesting. Um, I don't, I don't, for, I don't know how to type. So, yeah. First of all, the mask at the new house there, the way you've displayed them, was yeah. there nine masks there. They're fucking beautiful, man. That's a great mount job by you. Did you get out Thank the you. level, Boosh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That was all me. I didn't hire anybody to do that. That's all me. Uh, and I'm missing some masks, and I, I don't know where they are. Like the my um the Flyers mask that I wore, two thousand ten. 10 yeah. I'm using that right now because I'm I'm actually playing goal again. Um, so I'm using that. This is the one from my rookie year. Uh, I'm missing the Coyotes original, the Kachina. I'm missing that one. I don't know where it is, and I'm missing my backup Hurricanes mask. And then I got some that I, I'm putting in the garage just because I ran out of room here. So um, yeah. Are they all Bauer masks, Boosh? Uh, no. This one's a work. Uh, this this uh, work. I tried, yeah, I tried a work mask. Uh, it didn't fit great. It's light. It's nice, but it just didn't. It, it was tight around my cheeks. Yeah, those ones kind of come down like this a little tighter around the chin too. Yeah, it's, it's a good looking mask though. I like it. Like Nat uh, Nabokov used to wear it, mm -hmm. and the back was a little weird too. Something that I couldn't get used to. But it was way lighter than the uh, the iTech Bauer mask. I kind of didn't know if it was safe at first. I was kind of like, man, I kept saying to my equipment guy in San Jose, you sure this is safe? He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know, man. So You're like, did you see the puck get lodged in my mask from Scott Gomez? Is oh, this thing yeah. safe or not? <laughs> can you see it? Can you, hold on, let me, let me uh, adjust. Can you see it? You see it yeah. over there? Yeah. That's the oh, cage. yeah, yeah, there's, there's the cage. With the puck yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. the real puck or is that just a prop puck? It's a, it's, no, it's a real puck. Let me get it. Hold on. That's great. Oh Look my it. god, just lodged in there. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Look at the middle bar bent out like that. Oof. Stop what a freak, Stop freak show moment for you right there, huh? Yeah. So you're playing goal again, Boosh? How did this yes. happen? I know you were skating out, but now you, you've done the pads again? I have, yeah. I got asked. Uh, I played this past Sunday, and uh, it was a Hall of Fame game in uh in toronto but don't ask me about that it, it was demoralizing it was terrible did luongo um, score on you no he didn't i i didn't play the second half the, the, the we had a university i gave up five goals in the first period i gave up a goal 29 seconds in renberg scored on me and um it was demoralizing truthfully i thought i was ready to go like i felt good i'd skated a bunch of times and i'm like yeah i feel great and it just, uh, I got torched. And so we had this university goalie who was like another goalie. And the other guy was Corey Schneider, who's still playing in the American League. So I was like, yeah, that oh, ain't where right. is that? I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. still playing pro hockey, yeah. And so we had this extra goalie, and I said to him, I said, hey, you want to play? He's like, oh, my God, I'd love to. I said, yeah, yeah. I think I've got to yeah. follow, follow the beer. Yeah. Yeah, games like that, 
I showed up at one of those charity games playing for a team against the Flyers alumni. And I'm in yeah. the room before the game and Eric Ty was putting it together. And I go to him, I go, dude, where's the other goalies? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you're it. I go, dude, you're going to put me out there for three periods against these guys. I'm playing with a bunch of shamads over here. And these guys, then they don't just come, you know, the alumni, they don't just come in the zone, shoot and then leave. They yeah. move it around for like a half hour and just destroy yeah. it. I saw like yeah. 85 shots. I was like, dude, don't ever call me again. I was fucking dead. Yeah. Well, I think they got a tough time getting people from that Hall of Fame game because I've been asked like four or five years in a row. And every year I've said no. And this year I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do it. I was working on the summer. I felt good. I was like, I'm 45. If I don't do it now, I'll never do it. So I said, yeah. sure, I'll do it. You know, I, I worked it out when saw my son in Ottawa before and kind of, you know, made two, killed two birds with one stone. And, uh, but no, yeah, that's, that, that was, that was terrible. And now I understand why they have a tough time getting goalies to play. And Luongo didn't want to play goalie either. He was, yeah. he actually scored, he scored on the university goalie in the, in the next period. So. Oh, nice. Uh, glad, glad Better him than you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, were you were using the old, uh, leather and deer hair pads from back in the day, or you got some new gear? Oh, I got my, um, my last pair of Vons. Yeah. They're okay. all white. When I went, when I went to go play in Switzerland. They're uh, they're all white, um, but they're yeah they're old school. They're not yeah. they're not the new age. Yeah, I did you RVH and all over the place. <laughs> no, I, I my, the hips are tight. I'll tell you, yeah. uh, I I did get new skates though because I had been wearing the same skates for like twelve seasons, 10, 12 seasons, and just changing the cowling and the skate broke down when I was playing in Switzerland. It's part of the reason why like I couldn't get the new skates and. It's, it sounds crazy, but it, it, it was like when they brought in another goal and they wanted to buy me out, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm good. You know, I, my feet kill. So, uh, but I got these new, those new skates, uh, not the, not the one, not the uh, ski boot one. Yeah. Not the, the buckle. One prior to that, man, mm -hmm. they're, they're nice. They feel no great. cowling, right? No cowling. Too much blade on it though. Like I, when I go out and play the pocket skate, like I, I toe pick sometimes there's so yeah. much blade on there. Oh my God. I'm not used to And that. it's pointy too at the front. Yeah, they come to like a pretty abrupt. Uh, yeah, yeah, but and they're all buddy, lifted. The blades are higher now. Yeah, easy to push though. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I like how they got that like little little loop in the back there. You can put your strap in there. It's, it's the Lundqvist loop. Yeah, it's yep. good. It's uh, I like it. It's good. It allows for good up. pad rotation. Yeah, getting all fired up. Maybe I'm thinking about making a comeback. Who knows? You know, got some work well, to do. Well, there's a lot of backup jobs available, Bush, and that's good money if you can get it. If you can Seriously, do that work. like two and a half million now where the hell was yeah. that when i was playing yeah i mean like uh ellis or um uh, not ellis um Elliot. what's his name yeah brian elliott down in tampa talk about the best job on earth as a goalie you don't ever play with vasilevsky there even if he gives up six in the first that dude's staying in you're just yeah. parked and, on the bench and he never gets hurt so you know you're never going to be asked to play yeah. three straight weeks yeah and if you do get in there, you're getting run support. You're getting five or six a night from the boys in front of you. Yeah. You get some yeah. vitamin D down there, too, on the off days. It's great. Good yeah. Oh. Good for him. Hey, he's earned it. He's had a nice career, Els, Yeah. You know, so good for him. Yeah. Ninth round draft pick, too. Yeah. Pretty yeah. crazy. No, he's had a great career. Bush, where I want to start with you is um, I want to start with Carter because you know, he started out this year just unbelievable. And I want to ask you about preseason because it's my contention now that he should never play preseason again. He got run into in practice, so he was out, didn't play any preseason games, basically missed all the scrimmages too at uh, at Skate Zone for training camp. Then he comes in the first night of the season, 
first eight games, he goes 6-0-2. He had a 949 save percentage after eight games. And by my count, in eight of those in those eight games, he gave up a bad goal in six of them, but rebounded mentally and played incredibly strong. You know, how important is preseason for a goaltender at the NHL level to dial his game? And, and is it overrated to say that he needs to play a, a decent amount in there to do it? I think preseason is really important, to be honest with you. I can't believe he's gotten off or got off to the start that he got off to. Um you know, without training camp, to be honest with you, you know, it, I just don't, you know, like I always found, you know, when you first get back, you know, you got to work your way up and, you know, so maybe you play a half game, your first start, and then you start playing two periods and then you work it to 60 minutes, you know, and you kind of get your game sharpened up that way um, to step into a regular season game without any of those reps to me is, um, that's surprising. I don't think it's I don't think it's something that he should probably look to do going forward. But it it, it is uh, it speaks to how dialed in he got mentally, probably, and the quality of practices that he did have whenever he did get on the ice. So there's something to be said for that. Like if you, you know if you, instead of doing you know a ton of practice, maybe just focus on some quality. Make sure your mind's in the right spot. You're ready to go because. It, the, I always found the toughest thing is when you take time off the speed of the game, you know, you're trying to catch a moving train. It's, it's really difficult. So the game seems like it's a thousand miles an hour, you know, but he, he seemed to be, uh, you know, right on the, right where he needed to be and on point, which is, which is truly surprising. And yeah. And his play reading too. That's the thing that makes it difficult when you haven't played because your brain is chasing the play at all times. And, you know, he, I said, you know, in, in six of those eight games, he gave up a goal that he won't like, whether it was through him or just kind of a weird goal. There was one against, I think, Vancouver that he was had the skate on the post and it just rolled over it. Um, he, he had an overtime loss of one nothing against the Rangers. But, I mean, he's played really well and rebounded. What have you seen different from him? Because to me, he looks a little more explosive in his movements and the compete level seems uh, a little higher in the sense that He's not just relying on his technical abilities. He'll abandon them a little bit quicker now and just compete to make a save. No, that's a good observation. I would agree with that, too. I mean, he's always had this quietness to his game that I think you appreciate, you know, kind of like what we see in Carey Price. Uh, you know, he's not it's, – it's not an overactivity in the crease that kind of makes you nervous and you, you just know it's eventually going to end up in the back of your net. He's got a calmness to his game. With that calmness, it can be misunderstood or kind of – misjudged uh for what looks like a lack of compete at times but i i think you're spot on i think when he when he's had to be explosive he has been when he has to fight through traffic he has done that um and it just looks like he's more in control of his game which i think is it's inspiring his teammates number one i mean when you see a goaltender in there compete and make reads that are that are on point you know like whoa you know our goalies our goalies going so um, you know, I, I think anytime you start a season, you want to get off to a great start. So obviously the motivation is there to, to do that. Um, you know, and, and he's got, and he's gotten off to a really good start. You know, the scoring chances, I think early on in the year, like the first six games or so, I think the scoring chances against were 20 plus a night the Flyers were giving up. So those yeah. victories that he had were goaltender wins. Um, I think the Flyers are playing better now. I think the scoring chances have been cut in half. Um, or less than half. Uh, so, you know, they're not getting the results, which means, you know, it's, the game is funny that way, right? I mean, you go yeah. and, you know, you, you steal wins and you probably games you shouldn't have won, you won. And now 
and playing a little bit better, they're not getting the results. But as long as this play stays where it's at, uh, that's a real positive sign for, for him in his career. Boosh, he's a high-volume goaltender. He per, Anytime he's had, I think, over 36 saves in a game, his record, I think, is 13-2. and two. Um, Talk about shot volume as a goalie because, you know, you don't – I've always said it's tougher to see 22 shots in the game than it is to see 38. Mm-hmm. You'd rather the 38, even though that's counterintuitive. But were you that way as well, where you wanted volume to touch the puck and really feel like you were into the game and – because those long stretches without touching the puck and just kind of moving around and, you know, your team exits the zone, that doesn't do you much good. Yeah. I mean, look, if you want to not give up a lot of volume, as long that's fine with me, as long as you go, go and get, get some run support. I mean, yeah, it's, it's when you don't get the run support and, and, you know, it's still a one goal game and then there's a great A opportunity against and it ends up in the back of your net. That's where it's frustrating. You'd be yeah, sitting there for so, nine minutes with nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Now it's one thing if they go and get you a four or five, you know, to, to play with. That's that's a different story. But yeah, I always like more shots. Um, look, you don't want to give up a plus quality for those shots. I mean, you, you know, keep it to the outside, that type of stuff. Um, I always felt better when I had had more work that way. But uh, builds yeah, confidence. I, it does. I mean, it just gets into the game. You're into the flow of the game. You, you know. You, you know, you're not uh, – so the thing about a goalie, and you know this, is like you, you can't go out and lay a body check. You know what I mean? There, there's only so much control you have in mm-hmm. the game. You have to let the game come to you, and you don't know how it's going to unfold on a nightly basis. So, you know, there is a, an element of patience that you have to have uh, in order to be successful. And I think that's – it comes with experience. It comes uh, with repetition. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you can learn to manage those lulls in a game and not get worked up, uh, you're going to have success. I mean, one of the best ever uh, in the NHL, you know, that we've ever seen, Marty Brodeur. I mean, he didn't have a lot of volume when it came yeah. to shots. And his team didn't score a ton either at t- sometimes. And yet it was always having to lock it down. And that's why I, I, I really have a ton of respect for his career. And I've had bully coaches tell me that, oh, um, Martin Brodeur is overrated. He's not, I'm like, how do you say a guy that won? What did, how many wins did he have? I think he won three cups. How many? How many? Oh, like career wins. Career wins. I'll look up. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because Patrick was five fifty one, right? I think, or I'm trying. He was had to have been in the six hundreds. I don't know. You win that many games, give me a break. Come on. You I mean, play like, that many games, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that that to me is a uh, to be able to handle those situations where, yeah, maybe you're not getting a ton of work, but you stay dialed in and, and make sure you're ready for that potential grade A that's coming in a one goal game. That's uh, that, that's unreal mental toughness. Six ninety one in twelve hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. It, number two is Patrick Wild, like you said, five fifty one. So he's one hundred and forty ahead of him. Holy yeah. shit. Right. That's crazy. I mean, how, can you, how can you say guys overrated when you know? I mean, yeah. I'd, Come on. I'd, the results. I'd, I'd say he's rated right where he's supposed to be. I heard an interview with him too, Bush, and he said something really interesting because you know he played on a team with low shot volume by relative terms, and he's he and I was talking about this on today's Flyers Daily actually because as a goalie you don't go to the bench you don't have a seat and drink a water and have a, a recovery period. And that recovery period is also mental. And I remember Marty saying when the puck was down the other end of the ice, he had to almost check out mentally. But as soon as the rush got 
outside the opposition blue line towards the red line. That's when he re-engaged mentally, started assessing who's got the puck. Is he fast? Is he going to go wide? Where's the left-hand shot? And started assessing all that. You have to have those mental breaks as a goalie, even when play's going on, if it's at the other end. You do. And I wish I would have known that little trick uh, earlier. <laughs> Maybe it would have helped me out. You know, Because you get um, mentally gassed if you sit there and you're engaged um, all the way at the other end. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's so much pressure uh, the whole game. And again, if you don't have run support, you're constantly having to stay, stay sharp. You know, um, I don't know that I, I never checked out when the play was down the other end of the ice. That's for sure. I mean, I was, uh, I felt like I was still very much on, um, but he's right. Then when the play comes center ice, you got to get refocused and start to get your reads and stuff and get your ice. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he was able to do that, that's probably why he was able to do what he was able to do. I mean, uh, he, he played a lot of hockey every single year, 70-plus. He yeah. was a workhorse. And I think he also, he you know, for the lack of work that he got in the shot department, he certainly made up for it in his puck handles. That's another way for a goaltender to stay engaged and sharp. Yeah. And I think he really, he really enjoyed making plays to his defensemen so that uh, they could break out cleanly. Um, yeah, he seems to take a real pride in that. Yeah, that, that I thought that was really interesting when he said that, and he was so economical in movement too, like just so chill. It yeah. was like the heart rate wasn't over fifty beats per minute. Like I remember, like he wouldn't if a puck was his defenseman was taking a puck behind the net. A lot of goalies will shuffle over hard, grab that other post. Yeah, yeah. He would he just turn. Chill. He was yeah. just oh, okay. I'll go over here. You know who was like that too was uh, Mika Kiprasov. Kipper was the same way. He was Kipper a free show, wasn't he? I think Kipper would actually just get on, like he'd bend over and just put his elbows on his knees. Like he just was like, ah, it's all good. But, you know, I know he's got it. No problem. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Whereas I was like, you know, you know, super, super. Up. And like, oh yeah, yeah. Making sure that, you know, just in yep. case it's a turnover. Yeah. But that, you're right. All those, that type of, um, that type of energy, uh, it takes energy to, to have that. So it mm-hmm. does sap you over time. And, Take that, and now imagine if you're like that in the morning at morning yeah. skate, and you know all day long you're you're on. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's draining, and when you get to game time, sometimes you just don't have the energy you need to play. So the guys that can manage that, those are the ones that end up playing a lot and end up being being great. And it's not easy to do. Yeah, it's an efficiency with their energy. Um, I, I'm doing my thesis boost for my doctorate. It's my contention that goalie, if you play the position of goalie. You want control because it's a very controlling position in the sense that it's so important to the result of a game. But the conundrum here is for the goaltenders, an alpha athlete wants to dictate the terms, but goalies are always reacting, as you just kind of alluded to. And it's my contention that a lot of goaltenders, because they couldn't control their athletic activity, it was more reactionary. You can control some things. They are more OCD off the ice because they have to control everything there, whether that's routine or whether that's when you're done playing, uh, you know, you have these rigidity of control because as the one thing that you did as an alpha athlete, you didn't have control. You buy into my thesis? I do. I do. I can, uh, I can relate to it hundred percent because, you know, I always felt like my preparation uh, was something that I, you're right, I 100% had control of that. And if I did what I was supposed to do, it would give me the chance to be successful that particular night. 
And if I didn't control what I could control, now I left it up to chance. And that's a bad feeling. And that's how you lose confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right. I, I, I agree with your uh, your thought process there. I think you're onto something. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I am, I, I think I have, uh, I, I have that issue. Like I, I have certain things that I want to control in my life. Like I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm on it. And, you know, you have a tough time trusting that somebody else can do it. You know what I mean? Me like, I, like I can do it better than somebody else. If I, whatever, if I'm delegating responsibility, it, 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 it could be all, you know, house stuff. It could be, you know what I mean? Like yep. I, I just, I'll, and you end up going, you know I mean? I'll just do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Because yeah, you know yeah. it'll be done right. But in the end, like even like with your children, you know, you want them to learn stuff and you've got to have the patience to sit down and try to teach them instead of getting aggravated over the fact that you know that you can do it better. Like, I think that's something that I've tried to learn as a parent to let them do stuff and try to be patient and teach them what I want them to do and understand that they're going to make mistakes. But yeah, you're right. For somebody that is definitely uh an a-type personality it's uh it's it's a difficult thing to do to give up that control i'm the kitchen cleaner here and i had my son evan who's 16 gonna be 16 in a month empty the dishwasher one night and like when i put the silverware away you know the little spoons go with the little spoons big spoons with the big big forks little forks i think he just took the the silverware thing out of the dishwasher and just dumped it in the fucking drawer (laughs) i was like in hell i'm like oh my god dude never again you know i i I mean it's funny you say that about my, just today, just today I was, I was, I was, uh, the dishwasher. I always load the dishwasher. My wife empties it, but when she, when she empties it, she puts the, you know, the way you put the silverware, she yeah. puts it in a different spot in the, in the dishwasher every time. And I always put it back in another spot. And I said to her, I said, do, do, do you not realize that I, I like it here? Right. She goes, well then put it there. I was like, well, no, I'm asking you to put it where I want it. Yeah, why do I have to move it every time? <laughs> she's like, she's like, well, then put it there, you know? This yeah. is stupid, oh, you know what I mean? Your wife and oh, my, my wife need to get together. My wife walks into a room and there's seven fucking cabinet doors open. She closes <laughs> nothing. Not, like her contact solution, the lid's always up. I'm always closing it. I don't wear contacts and I'm closing it. Shampoo bottles, cabinets, every, she leaves every fucking thing she opens open. It's like a poltergeist in my house. Like I walk in the kitchen and there's two seconds later, there's nine. I'm like, what did you get? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, man. Yeah, but you're right. That's a great point about the, the control stuff, man. I never really, never really thought about it, but for sure. That's, uh, you know, you're onto something there. Uh, all right. Dr. Boucher can write the forward to the thesis. Uh, let me ask you, because I got this message. Uh, I got this DM from a guy, Flyer Squid, uh, last night. He said, is it just me or does heart seem to give up? an inordinate number of breakaway one-on-one goals. He says he always seems to fall further and further into the net as the attack comes at him and never comes out to cut down the angle. I love his overall improvement. Um, and I, I downloaded the Bet Parks app if Hart gets scored on during this one-on-one. So that was just the end part. But breakaways, Boosh. And I talked about this on Flyers Daily because I, I addressed this with the guy. You know, the difference between a breakaway and uh, a penalty shot or a shootout attempt is vastly different because a breakaway can happen like that and you have to assess the situation really quickly you know a breakaway can take place from your own blue line in from the far blue line in what's the difference in how the goalie approaches it and how much ice he takes and how to kind of flow back with the player well i think what you just said it depends on where it originates from uh that's probably the biggest determiner uh as to how you're going to play it and that's why you know 
I mean, you said Marty would check out at the other end of the ice, but you got to recognize if there's a, if something's brewing where you, you know, something like a hope play or something like that, or D-man's walking the, you know, D-man's walking the blue line, could be Mm -hmm. a shot block, like you got to be ready, you know, Uh, and that'll dictate, you know, how you're going to play it. Um, Yeah, I mean, breakaways are, it's totally different than the shootout because typically the player is coming with speed. He's got pressure on him. Um, you know, so they're not thinking uh, the way they are in a shootout where they're going to, you know, they, I think they have an idea of what they want to do because they, they have a strength that they have uh, when they're on a breakaway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you, I mean, you got to get ice. I mean, you got to, you got to get ice and you got to match the speed. I think that's the most important thing. And if you back in too quickly, you open up the chance for a shot, you know, it just opens up more, more options for the shooter. Um, you know, I, I don't think I was a very good breakaway goaltender myself. Um, oh, fuck off. I mean, the Eliash save, I put it in the tweak for the show today. I mean, that's uh, one of the greatest saves in the history yeah. of the game on a breakaway. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Jonesy worst, wasn't catching that guy. No, 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 not even close. But, you know, I just, you know, they're, they're tough. I mean, it's, 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 um, you know, it's, they're, they're difficult saves to make. And if you, if you back in too quickly, you know, you can get in trouble with the shot. And uh, I think on that one goal, who, who scored that? Was that Krejci who scored that goal last night? Um, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Boo Jenner got one on the other night too, on that yeah. high block from TK both. at the. Blue, speaking of which, it was both, a block at the both. opposition blue line. Right, both on the blocker side. Yeah, right. Yeah. So one was a righty, one was a lefty. Yeah, I mean they're, they're tough. I mean I'm, I'm sure he wants to come up with those saves there, and you, you need those saves there if you if you want to win. Um, so yeah, maybe what was his name? He he might be onto something here. Maybe it's something that Carter has to. Has to focus on and Flyer Squid was uh, I think those, I think Flyer Squid, I think you can, you know, that to me is like looking at video. I think you can look at video and see what your speed is mm-hmm. versus the player's speed, you know. And I thought Lundquist was always great at breakaways because he he had a level of patience as mm-hmm. the guys coming in. Don't start, don't start backing in too quickly, like don't, or too early. If you back in too early, now we too much net. yeah, you give him too much net. So it's. I think there's a level of patience where you show the shooter like, oh, he's like, okay, shot's not because he looks up and he's like, okay, shot's not going to be an option here. Yeah, there's no chance for shot here. So now I'm thinking deep, and then now you get going with with your with your backward skating, and now you shut down the, the deep. So I think it's initially the patience to to not start to retreat too quickly or mm-hmm. too early. That to me is the biggest key. Yeah, I think you're right, too. And then you can flow back with them perfectly and just be patient and not bite on the first move. That's but think the key. about it. If you, if you hang in there a split second longer, you, it's a bad feeling. You get this feeling of a guy coming with speed, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be caught flat-footed. You yeah. Know? So they'll so just there's, go around you. <laughs> yeah. But th- so there's a, there's a level of patience that you mm-hmm. have to have initially, and then you got to get going with the matching of the speed. What's like? You never played for Torts, but you know Torts. You worked with him last I year. With him. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but you never played for him. What's it like for Carter? New new head coach. It's Torts who comes with a lot of brim and fire, you know, and we know what Torts is like. And, I mean, he'll say sometimes, like, I need to save for my goalie there and all mm-hmm. the elements of a, a very demanding coach. Now, he has said that he doesn't coach the position because he doesn't know anything about it. He leaves that to Kim Dillaball, which I think is a great buffer for Carter and Felix Sandstrom. But what's it like playing for a coach like Torts with that accountability factor? 
I think there's uh well one there's an excitement because I think you you know that your team's going to play hard in front of you. There's going to be effort, right? So I think that as a goaltender gets you gets you pretty jacked up. You know, you want you want your team to have some life. You know, you want them to take some pride in in defending and blocking shots and paying the price. So anytime you have that, I think that 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 automatically uh, ups your excitement level to to want to play for that coach. Um, you know, with a guy like Torrance, I think, you know, there's a level of accountability from player one to player 22. And you're part of that, you're part of that group too. And, and you, you've got to be, you've got to hold yourself accountable, not only to yourself, but to your teammates and then the coach. I, I don't think Torrance is one of those guys that he's a, you know, you've got to be accountable to me. I think eventually to hammer down what he wants. And then I think he wants the room to take care of itself. He wants the guys to police each other in that room. They're, the Flyers are not even close to that point yet. I mean, he doesn't even have his leadership group really intact, right? He's still trying to figure that out. But a towards coach team, to me, on the outside looking in is, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to strip you all down, right? We're going we're gonna to build this thing back up. We're going to see what people are made of. The ones that don't want to be here who can't handle it, we'll, we'll, we'll find another place for you. But the ones that are here, you're, now you see my my uh, my expectations, the the bar that where you should be, and then now you guys take care of it. The leadership groups take care of it. So now, as a goaltender, you you know if it's a bad goal, you don't want to give up bad goals for your team. They're, these guys are putting their bodies on the line, blocking shots for you. You know what I mean? Like blocking twenty plus a night, paying a price. You know, guys are fighting again. Like, when did you see that in the Flyers in the last couple of seasons? Never happened. Yeah. So you you respect that. You respect that in your teammates. So you want to hold you want to hold yourself to a standard that uh, you know that you can be proud of and that your teammates are proud of. So I think that's what Torts brings. And I think I think for Carter, it's just a fresh start and excitement. And I think he wants to prove to people that he's an elite goaltender in this league, which is what we all thought he was at the beginning. And it kind of it went sideways on him. And I don't think it's necessarily, you know, his fault. I think he's a product of the environment and, and what took place here. And uh, the Flyers lost their way for a couple of seasons. And now hopefully they're on the they're on the path to, to getting some respectability once again and being tough to play against. Yeah. And, you know, being tough to play against isn't just beating them up. It's just, you know, whenever you play the team, you go, we know we were in a game last night. Like we know we're not going to walk in there and it's just going to be some easy affair, whether it's in our home building or on the road. You want a team to know that you're going to feel it the next day a little bit. Let me ask well, that game last night against Boston, right? It was mm-hmm. two to one, two to one in the third period, and they lost Konechny in, yeah. in, at the end of the second, right? So they're, in that, they're in that hockey game. Unfortunately, you know, uh, they make a good play. Uh, Zaka makes a good play on Provorov there, and, and it ends up in the back of your net. I mean, it's kind of an unfortunate play, uh, you know. But they're right there. It's a two-one game. So for the Bruins, yeah, they bust they busted it open on a late power play goal, but. No, that was a, that was a good game. Like it was yeah. a good game, man. It's not like played him tight. Yeah, it's not like you know you're gonna go in there and you're gonna beat them six one and, and they lay down for you and it's an easy night and it's cookie night for the for their players. I mean that was a hard fought game. I I think the fire the fire should be proud of that. How about the freaking one time slap pass from Pasternak to DeBrusque? Jesus, I don't know how DeBrusque was able to. I don't either. That in. It wasn't like he. It'd be different if he was on the other side of the net and it was on, you know what I mean? And he, and he just has to one touch it in the net, like redirect yeah. it in. He was on a one-timer side. So you got to time it and like put it in this way. I don't yeah. know how he's able to do it. 
to Brussels. That thing's 85 miles an hour, that pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know how we saw it, first of all, because there was a, there was a one of the Flyers' defensemen was fronting Pasternak mm-hmm. for the one-timer. So that was coming through a bit of a screen. And yeah. DeBrus was able to get – maybe it was lucky. Who knows? But DeBrus has been a much different player for Boston this year. Yeah. Uh, incredible. I mean, yeah, he – you know – he couldn't find a way to get in the good graces of Bruce Cassidy uh, when he was there. And now all of a sudden he seems to be a different player. So, well, good for him. Yeah. Monty's done a good job up there. I mean, they're 15 and two, 10 and 0 at home. They started out the year with no McAvoy and no Marshan. They got them both back. Now look out the Bruins. I thought that was a playoff spot that could have been up for grabs. I, was some ways. I did not, I did not see that coming. I, I, at some point Bergeron has to get tired, doesn't he? I mean, Jesus. At some point, his play has to drop off. Like, yeah. come on. And even Krejci, I didn't have high hopes for Krejci coming back. But Taylor yeah. Hall, forget about Taylor Hall. Like, you know, he, he was, he's a pretty good player. Like, I mean, we kind of like, I think. He's I, a heart I, winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I kind of like just, you know, blew him off. It was like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's just riding it out. He looks to be reengaged. So, and Charlie Coyle's in the right spot. He's a third-line center all day, every day. Yep. He should not play up more than that. He's in the perfect spot. And they've got the teams, they, they, play, with, they play with some jam. And they've, those older guys that I thought were going to fall off haven't fallen off. They're, they're, they're very good, very surprising. Too. The reason why Taylor Hall falls in line is because of a player like Bergeron. Doesn't let guys do that. He's such a freaking pro, you know? Yeah. And he certainly didn't get the memo about his age. Um, and the thing about that team, too, I mean, they're really deep. And, Boosh, they have so much identity. Like, they know exactly what they are. There's yeah. no confusion at all in that locker room. No. And Lindholm's been great, too. That, oh. you know, that, that was an underrated trade last year. Yeah. Um, I always liked him in Anaheim. He was okay when he came over last year. But this year, he's been he's been lights out, especially in the absence of uh, – McAvoy. McAvoy. I think Grizzly was out at the start of the year too. So Carlo mm-hmm. missed some time. So yeah, unbelievable. And you know, they defend hard. Um, and like you said, I think Bergeron is a guy that, you know, he's a guy that's running that 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 ship. And that and I think that's what I'm the point that I'm trying to get at is like that's what Torch is trying to find. Like you can get a guy like that, like that runs all Jim Montgomery's not going in there and telling those guys what to do no. as far as their culture in the room. Come on. That, that's a great situation for Monty to step into to have a leadership group like that. Yeah, when Bergeron speaks up, everybody's got to listen. Hearing it from your peers way more impactful. Uh, mm-hmm. Boosh, is this the um, the credit card bill finally due on the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins here? They're off to a scruffy start. Yeah, I mean, you, you had like kind of like what I thought with Boston. I mean, you had to think at some point uh, they were going to be on the back side of it, right? And I think we're, and we're starting to see that. But, and, you know, Washington's had a lot of injuries too. So mm-hmm. you know, Wilson's been out back from, so they're, they're not, they don't have a full complement. So it's hard to judge that team fairly. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, they, they got off to a good start though. Did they, did they not? Yeah. They won like the first, what? Then lost five, seven straight. And then lost seven straight. So I, I still, I'm not going to count them out because, you know, you got, you got Crosby, you got Latang, you know, Malkin, when he feels like, getting after it he's a he's a hell of a player so it's i'm not going to count them out just yet um just maybe they are showing a little bit of their age uh, how about how about the devils because you know they finished two points ahead of the flyers last year in the standings they're a, a game back right now of boston i mean they're 14 and 3 they've won 11 straight um i mean they're just 
the goaltending, I have a huge question mark there for them. But, you know, they bring in Dougie Hamilton. I think he's made a bigger difference this year, and he sure has been really good as well. Uh, but is, I guess the Devils at this point fire Lindy to sorry Lindy. Yeah. Lindy at home and rough on the road, but Jesus. Surprising to me, too. Uh, I, I don't – I didn't think that they would be where they're at right now, but it just goes to show you no matter how far away you think you are, uh, maybe you're not that far. Like there's hope for some teams that, you know, you think your rebuild is going to be years and years away. And with the development of some players and some, you know, some, some talented players, it can turn pretty quick. Cause like you said, I mean, the goaltending, I mean, they're down to, they're down to the third string goaltender right now. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. So, uh, they, you know, they added some players too. You know, when you had a guy like Andre Pilat, I think, you know, he brings in, uh, a winning element. I think guys respect that. When you when you, when you bring in a player like that, it, that's a player that you kind of like. Oh, what was you know you said to a player like what was what was it like in Tampa? You know, well how did you know how was that? You know, and, and you want to you want to pick pick the brains of those those guys. And I think that that you know that helps some young players like Jack Hughes and your Jesper Bratz to kind of transition from like always being about the skill and the highlight goals or whatever or what have you to now being more team-oriented players and, and having success that way. Yeah, playing winning hockey, not statistical hockey. Big difference. Um, Big difference. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's paramount. What's it been like uh, for you with having a, a, a son making his way after being a first-round draft pick? How's it been for you? Stressful? Yeah, I mean, it's – well, I wouldn't say stressful. I mean, uh, you want to you try and help him and give him good advice along the way. I think that's the thing that uh, you want to make sure you're, you're keeping his head, you know, in the right spot because it, there's pressure on these kids. Um, they see their, some, some guys that they're drafted with the year they're, they're playing in the NHL now. So there becomes a level of impatience and uh, you know, some not, not wouldn't say doubt, but like, just kind of like, you know, what, what, what about, you know, you think it's going to happen for me? Of course it's going to happen. It's going to happen when it's, when it's ready, when it's ready to happen. Every organization organization's different. Every player is different. It's been fun to watch his journey. Um, you know, this year he got off to a good start and uh, was playing well. Unfortunately, he got suspended six games. Um, so he's returning tonight. So you're just trying to help him through that too, right? You know, where you're kind of like reminding him that you got to, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with the, the suspension. I thought it was a suspension based on the result that happened. The kid, the player got injured and it, it was, tough to see but and i think the kid is okay now but i didn't think there was anything bad on 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 tyler's play that warranted six games um yeah i saw the hit too i didn't i agree with you and and you know what's unfortunate is that you know you're rolling your your team's rolling you got good momentum going and now it stops so you know now he's gonna have to he's gonna have to crank it back up and and hopefully he can and uh continue developing his season because i i don't i don't think he's a dirty player I know he wants to play hard, and sometimes when you play hard, you get across the line. This was one that I, I don't think there was any malintent at all. He was just finishing a check, and it was just an unfortunate situation um, where the where the kid got hurt. So yeah, I mean that you know, but you want to help him out, right? You want to help him through that. Keep making sure he's staying engaged. Try and tell him, you know, you got to make sure you're, you know, when you're watching games from upstairs, try to pick some things out. Try to learn, you know, like you can always learn uh, by watching the game. I think that's the one thing. I don't know if the kids do it enough today they don't watch the game the way i watched the game when i was younger 
because we just watched full games. Now they've yeah. got the ability to watch stuff on Instat and they can watch shifts and break it down shift by shift, but they're not watching the game. And I don't know if watching shift by shift tells a whole story. Lacks you know, feel. Yeah. And, but that's Lacks how feel. they, that's how they consume it now. And, uh, so you hope that he's, he's, he's doing all the right things and we'll see he returns tonight, but it's, it, as a dad, it's fun watching him play. I really enjoy what it's, it, it really is one of the greatest things. Uh, I love playing the game and I love hockey, but there's no better joy than watching your kid play at a high level as well. Yeah. And, and going through the journey that you went through, you know, I see with my son, he's a, he plays midget now and it's like, he'll have like four games on a weekend and he'll come home and he'll be stick handling and shooting pucks in the garage at night. I'm like, dude, go fucking chill out. Like, that's but he just, great. he just loves it. Right. You know? Oh, and man, that's great. If he does that, that's, uh, yeah. that's, the, that's the passion you need to, to get to the highest level. In my opinion, like if you don't, if, if you have to try and drag a kid in there to do that stuff, boy, he better be exceptionally talented. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's easier to, try to calm him down and to kick him in the rear end to get going. Yeah. I got to drag him out of there. I'm like, dude, it's below my studio. I'm like, I'm trying to get some shit done up here. And all I hear is <laughs> kick, 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 smack into the, I swear he never hits the, he hits the freaking post every time. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. But you, you got to drag him out of there every once in a while, but he loves the game. And he's, I think he's getting a ton from it, you know, not just, you know, the athletic part of it, but you know what it can do you know, for your life going forward. And I think that's the most important thing. Boosh, this was awesome as always. Uh, everything going well at ESPN? Everything's good. Yeah, we got uh, like two weeks off now. I think we, we kind of go on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, TNT, I think, does the Black Friday game. Um, yeah, so we're off. We're going to enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, nice. It's great. I mean, it's good. I mean, year two, I think, you know, year one, there was some uh, there was some wrinkles uh, that needed to be ironed out, and I think year two has been a lot better as far as uh, the behind the scenes stuff. You know, it's always difficult when uh, it's a new new team coming together so quickly. But I think we're we're adjusting on the fly. We got good people working there, uh, fun group to to be with, and uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to have this job. To be honest with you, uh, there's a lot of guys that I think that would love to have it, and uh, you know. I think it's a it's a nice change of pace from when I played because you took the losses home with you every every game, right? Yeah. And it's hard on the mind. It's 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 hard on the family, you know, because you're if you when you care so much, you, you know, it's like you know you just you just in it all the time. And now I can watch it. I can get away from it. Uh, you know, I watch hockey every day. I, I watch games here in the you know that I missed last night. But it's I don't it's not it's not like win or win or lose for me you know it's yeah just a totally different speed and it's it's nice. I will tell you this that if they put your job out as open, there'd be a line around the fucking building for people to take it. They'd love to have it. Oh yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and and the other I thing is, not, I hope it's not available for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is that something that you've done now on a number of occasions is you spotted a goaltender in distress on a number of occasions, where you can tell he hurt himself before even he pulls himself out of a game. He did it again the other night. And I know what you were reading on the goaltender. First of all, the the way he flexed back and then the way he put his arms after he was injured, he didn't put his body into his usual, usual rest position. You know, as a goalie, you have all those little positions on your pads for your glove, your blocker. So you can rest and disengage your muscles. And when you saw that he didn't, wasn't in that position, you knew something was wrong. Well, it's easy for us because if you, you know, you're a goalie, you, you're looking at your partner every time a save sequence happens. 
and you know because if if you sense he's hurt your heart rate goes from 80 which is resting yep. to about yep. 175 like that and you're like, like oh, oh shit oh yeah i better get ready here you know um, you start yelling down the best fucking tighten it up here boys oh yeah exactly you know especially <laughs> i just had a hot dog high, at intermission <laughs> high-powered offensive team but but jones used to my rookie year jones used to oh he was hilarious he used to always you know so happy to be in the nhl right sitting at the end of the bench there and you know, playing with John Van Beesbrook, you know, one of the great American goaltenders. So you don't, you never think he's going to get pulled, you know. It's, it, yeah. it was different back then. Goalies didn't get pulled that much. Mm-hmm. But Be- uh, Jones, he used to always come down to me after Beezer would give up a goal. It'd be like one nothing, and he'd skate right by, and he'd go, start stretching, kid, you're going in. Yeah. <laughs> he'd say it every time. Every, after every goal, he'd wake at me, and he'd go, start stretching, you're in, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, that, like, but, the, you know, that's the truth. I mean, the reality is when goals go in or if you see something that doesn't look right, your mind has to, has to, has to flip quickly and get ready. So I think I see that stuff from, from upstairs uh, pretty easily. Yeah, and you're looking down the bench going, is the coach considering this or what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, and, so, and sometimes when you, you know, you know you don't want any part of that game, you try to look as small as possible on the bench. Yeah, you're like, shrinking. No, I, oh, you'll hide so he doesn't see it. You don't make eye contact. Because the minute you do, they're like, Boosh, get in there, you know. You're like, oh, yeah. Damn it, you know. <laughs> you're down at the end of the bench, like I'm not here. Oh yeah, yeah. Not an option tonight against Tampa when we've already given up four in the first. Right. No thanks. Uh, yeah, the one that I used to get nervous at was when you go to Detroit, and you know, back oh. in the day, oh my God, like the boards were like they were fast, you know, and the, and the team was so skilled. They were like ahead of their time. Datsuk and Iserman and Shanahan and all these guys. You know, you just Lidstrom. Well, yeah, yeah, when you didn't when you didn't see your name playing that night, you were kind of like, oh, man, I'm mad, I'm not playing. But really, you weren't. You were like, thank God, I'm not playing tonight. Stat saver. Oh, statistical nightmare when you play there. So yeah, with a couple quick ones going there, you're like, oh boy, here it comes. Yeah. And you're sitting on, and you're not on the bench, so you're not really engaged. And you're like, oh man, you can just feel it from that feeling. You're going, fuck. If that's who gets a breakaway, I'm gonna look like a freaking idiot. Because that dude drag. was ridiculous. Oh. Gross. He was gross. Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine the knots he could tie people and the goaltenders into. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Boosh, great work, man. Thanks for doing this. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Enjoy the holiday with the family. And yeah. best of luck to Tyler and to you Thank and yours. You. Uh, best to your son as well. Happy Thanksgiving. We uh, we all have a lot to be grateful for. That's for sure. No question. Thanks, Brian. All right, buddy. See you. There he is, Brian Boucher from the NHL on ESPN. Great stuff from Boucher as always. Um, fantastic conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it and, uh, awesome stuff. Love it. Uh, bet parks app, get it. It's a great weekend. You've got football coming up next week too, for the holiday for Thanksgiving. You've got football this weekend, college and pro huge college football weekend. You've got hockey. You've got hoops, college and pro you've got formula one. You got soccer. You got it all to get it, get the action in on and the bet parks app is the place to do it. That's what you got to do. Get the bet parks app. Player performances, same game parlays, live in-game betting, first to score, exact score, you name it. It is all there with the bet parks app. It's easy to sign up, fun to use, easy to use, and faster to win than ever before. Uh, so download the bet parks app today. You need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, uh, we'll have another Broad Street boost for you coming up next Wednesday. Flyers play the Caps that night, so it'll likely involve that game. 
Also, check out Conquerville Subaru, uh, the just fantastic dealership, great people. And right now, it's the Subaru Share the Love event. Started the other day, started yesterday, actually, and it goes through January 3rd. Subaru is going to donate $250 for every new car sold to one of five charities. You get to pick either the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, Nations Parks, or Conquerville Subaru's hometown charity, Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. All great causes, and again, you get to pick where that money goes. And it's more than just a dealership. Great service department, free car wash with every visit, great people. So visit Conquerville Subaru on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Visit ConquervilleSubaru.com. And remember, Conquerville cares. All right, Flyers are back in action coming up tomorrow night in Montreal. They're 0-4-1 in their last five, looking to stop the bleeding. They'll return home for Hockey Fights Cancer Night on Monday against Calgary, then Wednesday against Washington, then Thanksgiving on Thursday, Friday, Black Friday game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then uh, they'll wrap up the calendar week with a back-to-back go to New York to take on the Islanders for the first time this season. So a lot of hockey ahead, five games in eight days, and you can join us Monday. On Monday's episode, we're going to have a recently inducted Hockey Hall of Famer. We had Al Morgani on last week, I think so, and he just got in on Monday. And coming up this Monday, it will be Bill Clement just got into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So he will join us in Monday's episode, and we'll talk to Billy about the season, about his hockey life, what led him to the hall, and much more. So join us then, and give us a five-star rating and review. That'll help other Flyers and hockey fans find this podcast. Five-star rating and review, of course. And we will talk to you Monday. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy your hockey this weekend. Enjoy the cool weather, and we'll talk to you Monday. Stop.